Well, hello, uh, our viewers and listeners to CHP Talks. We're here with a very exciting uh, report from from the front, from the CHP National Triennial Convention in Calgary, Alberta. And I am about to speak with Mr. Mark Slingerland. He is uh, the, has been the plenary chair the last two and a half days at the CHP convention. I am not at the convention. I am up in my riding in Northern British Columbia, but uh, I wanted to get uh, have Mark tell us a little bit. I know there's been a lot of uh, activity, especially in the policy resolutions that have taken place there. And I think we're just going to touch on a few items. But Mark, first of all, uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for being there. Thanks for being the plenary chair. And by the way, for those who do not know, Mark is a longtime CHP member. He's been a candidate a number of times. Uh, he's active in the leadership of of the Christian Heritage Party in the Lethbridge area. And he is the very successful, hardworking principal of Calvin Christian School in Colehurst. If you don't know where Colehurst is, it's near Lethbridge. If you don't know where Lethbridge is, uh, you, you gotta get out a map. So, all right, well, Mark, thanks for, uh, thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule there to update us a little bit. So what's, what's a highlight for you so far of what's taken place at the CHP convention? Hi, Rod. It's been a great convention. It's uh, the one drawback is that you're not here. That really is too bad. Um, you know what? Lethbridge is two hours from Calgary. It's not too far a drive. For you to drive down quickly would be a little tough, but it's been a great few days here. We just wrapped up uh, a wonderful uh, speaker after five sessions of plenary. We had a record-breaking number of policies brought forward to this convention and we actually managed to consider every one of them. I didn't believe that was going to happen, but we had a lot of people uh, work to make that possible. And yes, we hit a lot of, of really good ones. Uh, we, you've been working behind the scenes, Rod, on uh, departments. So different areas of, of bringing in experts, bringing in CHP members with, with background in, in different areas and having them go through our current policies, revise them to make them better and add new policies that, that bring even better solutions for Canada and, and returning Canada to, to its biblical foundation. So we've been able to, to cover that in, in a number of different areas. Um, the one, I guess, one that we brought forward from Lethbridge is uh, dear and near to my heart, very topical in, in Canada right now is the question of conversion therapy. You know that uh, Bill C-6 yes. passed the House, didn't make it through the Senate, thankfully before the election but uh that that push to ban conversion therapy and then not only coercive therapy that is imposed on people against their will but the definition of conversion therapy that's being used is well an unscientific one first of all but it's so broad that you know parents could be criminalized for speaking with their children trying to get them help for unwanted sexual attractions. Um, it's, it's devastating to many, many lives already. And, and yeah, such a chill on, on free speech and on families showing care and love for their children. So we did uh, address two policies to, to deal with that, that we, that we oppose coercive conversion therapy, but need to defend the rights of consenting adults to seek counseling of, of their choice and also for parents to 
continue to get that help for their children. So that that was a good discussion about exactly how that should be worded and how to bring it forward. But that uh, that's one of the policies that we got passed here. Yeah, well, thank you. That sounds like an excellent one. Uh, yes, uh, as you were explaining, I'll just uh, sort of lay it out for the folks. Several years ago, we started a department uh, or a committee, which we called the department's committee and now is called the policy committee. And uh, the work of that committee, there, we have 12 departments within that committee. There's agriculture, uh, indigenous affairs, there's uh, economics and finance, health and uh, health and education, life and family, and a number of others. So um, those departments have been working behind the scenes and then bringing their ideas together to the policy committee, which then submitted them to the resolutions committee to be presented to the delegates at the convention. And it sounds like all that uh, went through and was effective and, and it's, uh, it's been amazing you know what the the work that's been done just the the level i've been to a number of conventions now and and the 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 level of detail and the polish that's that's in the policies and and then and not it's just not only a one-off but you know what are the other policies that it impacts what are the other areas of public policy right. that we need to consider uh it's it's been phenomenal so you mentioned uh, before we began recording a couple of other areas that uh, were dealt with. The science and technology is uh, a, a rather new department for us uh, in, in the terms of uh, formalizing it into into our policy book. So, did you was there anything particular about that um, that was put forward by the science and technology committee that that uh, you wanted to speak to? Sure, yes. So there, it wasn't only a new policy, but actually a whole new section in our policy handbook. That doesn't happen very often. Right. So big round of applause in the room, of course, when we got that done. But uh, we had a workshop actually to introduce it because it is some, some new ideas and things that maybe aren't familiar to, to everyone who was here even. Um, the section on science and technology, I would say the, the two main areas there we're dealing with, with artificial intelligence and the yeah the threat of that the the definition of, of humanity right that that human life uh personhood is something that's unique to to humans consistent with our pro-life ethic and so reaffirming that limits on on artificial intelligence uh recognizing that that it does have useful applications but that we really need to be attuned to to possible dangers especially in in dehumanizing uh effects yeah. and maybe related to that in in the value uh of of people and their their free choices uh the second main area there was to do with um in, uh, data uh, information privacy so rights for instance to own your own data your medical data but also surveillance data that that would be limited and that um it can be used against you that you you have a right to know what what companies, what government, what corporations are are tracking about you. And um, for instance, if you would switch ISPs, internet service providers, that the the backups and, and all of the data that they have on you, they can't keep that, sell that to somebody without your permission. Um, it's your data, you own it. And so we have some very, very strong policy language around uh, data portability and, and uh, rights for individual Canadians. No. And that can't be uh, probably anything much more important right now with the uh, government's 
threat to impose, and they're acting in, you know, in regard to imposing vaccine passports. They want to track your medical history, your medical decisions. They want to uh, punish or reward you based on your medical decisions. Uh, so uh, we're at a really critical time. I'm, I'm so glad that that was uh, looked at in this convention. And then fair tax, uh, as, as you mentioned to me earlier, like we already had uh, support within the party uh, from previous conventions for the concept of a fair tax, but uh, you, you addressed the convention addressed some of the issues around the uh, the implementation of a fair tax. And for for our audience who are not aware what a fair tax is, it's talked about a lot more in the states than it is in Canada. But but the Christian Heritage Party has been talking for it for a number of years, talking about it for a number of years. And the fair tax would replace ultimately would replace the personal income tax with a, a universal tax on on new purchases, right? A purchase of new goods. So um, anything you would like to sort of lay out about uh, what, what was discussed in regard to the fair tax? Well, I, the idea again, right? That that's there. I've I've defended that on the campaign trail. I think it's, it's one of our strongest economic policies that uh, idea that, well, our, one of our, our principles is that we should support government by fair taxation, right? That, that government has a role to play. And as citizens, we, we, owe them support to make sure that they can continue that role in serving us. But the idea of income tax, which was introduced as a temporary measure in uh, the world wars, right? And uh, well, it's still around. Um, the idea that what you make belongs to the government first, and then what they allow you to keep, you can use as you need, as you see fit. Well, in fact, the, your, the products of your laborer belong to you, right? And that's that's there to care for your family, to donate to charity, to care for your community. And so that, that fair tax uh, on consumption, which you can then control and choose rather than off the top of your income. And so if that's adopted, of course, that has lots of other ramifications for other pieces of economic policy. There's lots of things that, that depend on income tax right now, um, even your income tax receding, right? So we had a policy still that, that talked about um, how information would be provided along with income tax receipts. Well, those won't exist anymore. And yeah, so that right. policy had to be changed. Um, so there it was more doing the maybe a little bit boring. I, I quite like the policy, but a lot of people find that a dry piece of politics, but it's really important, right? You have this great idea. How does that actually work in practice? How does that um, filter through to other policies? And so that, that there were probably eight or nine different policies that had something to do with taxation that have, have been revised and improved uh, in line with, with that main policy on, on the fair tax. Well, thank you. That's tremendous. And uh... I won't uh, keep you away from the things you need to do in the next little while. I know you're, uh, there's still activities going on this evening. In fact, uh, we have a fully packed schedule. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, but I do appreciate you taking the time, Mark, to uh, share some of this with, with our listeners. And uh, we hope the rest of the convention goes swimmingly and that uh, you all have safe travels home having done the work of the Lord and the Christian Heritage Party uh, Triennial Convention. So thanks very much. God bless you. Thank you, Rod. It's a pleasure to see you. And uh, we look forward to hearing you as uh, you give the leader's address tonight, even yeah. remotely. Uh, yeah. We 
lots of great stories and great speakers. And I know that you will continue to put these policies forward as well for Canada and ultimately for God's glory. Wonderful. Well, thanks for the work and uh, to our listeners. Tune in again next week for another edition of CHP Talks. Thank you.